Welcome to the Curio Curandera podcast. I'm your host, Gianna. As you already know, every month I interview a different person on what their spiritual journey looked like, what their um, spiritual practices are, both traditional and non-traditional, as well as what their spiritual playlist is or is about for them. This month I will be interviewing Art Addict. Art Addict is a public artist graphic designer and muralist behind some of the beautiful murals in both Charlotte and Atlanta. In Charlotte, Art Addict also designs some of the artwork for Salud Cerveceria. I know I gave a brief description of you, but please tell us a little bit more about who you are and your business. Well, um, it's funny when you say my business because I just recently became an entrepreneur. I've been in the graphic world. I'm sorry. Sir. Sorry about that. My boys are in the background. <laughs> they they're the, they really are the ones who control my life. Um, but so um, I just became an entrepreneur, and um, for for years I've been just freelancing on the side as well as having a creative position in the graphic design world, um, doing branding. And my my main uh, role was doing licensed graphic design. For apparel, so any big paint store that you can think of, I've probably had a T-shirt in there, and anybody who's listening to this podcast probably owns a T-shirt design that I designed, and you don't even know because my name's not on it. <laughs> um, so I've done licensed stuff for you know uh, Disney, DC Comics, Marvel, um, all of Live Nation, uh, NBA, the Harvard, Stanford, Stanford. Um, I mean, it, the list goes on. Like anything that you can think about that has to do with licensing, I've done it for all the big chain stores, and including um, one of the collections that I think I'm most proud of is being one of the head graphic designers doing the Pride collection for um, Target. And that was really big for me, being a member of LGBTQ, being a lesbian woman. Um, it was very exciting, and it was one of the first times I was able to really, like, use my aesthetic which transitioned to our addict. Um, and so now my focus, because of COVID, losing that, that opportunity, my focus is really trying to just push um, healing through art. And that's always been my mission is spread love through art. And now, you know, I used to always play around with street art, and I, did, I started off doing wheat pacing. But what it's grown today is something that I think uh, the universe pushed me to do. I did move to Atlanta to really pursue murals. I just wasn't ready to hop off that corporate raft as soon as I did. Um, I think I always used the corporate world as, you know, a raft. And, and now I think since COVID, I got that push from the universe, like it's time for you to shine your light. And I don't think that what I'm doing, you know, going back to saying like my business, I think my business is, is more so for for people, for society, for community, um, for LGBTQ, for POC, um, I always say, like, my main thing is all about highlighting the vibrancy of Puerto Rican and African-American culture. So my business is really a business that's for all people. That is beautiful. And also congratulations on all of the things you have already accomplished and are probably going to accomplish within the year and then, you know, and then some. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. So, for those of you who don't know, the first time, actually no one knows this, the first time I met Art Addict, she was painting a mural outside of Salud. And I was just like, I had been really liking how they had their beer cans looking and everything. And then I was like, hey, this is really cool. 
And it turned out that she was the one who designed all of that. So that was just kind of like wonderful synchronicity. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I was looking at you like, you look so cool. <laughs> so now, what did, because actually I, I'm really excited about this because you are Boricua. Mm-hmm. So your spiritual practices are going to kind of shed a light on some things that people might not be, or your spiritual journey might even shed some things that are not necessarily what um, some Americans might be used to. So I'm very excited about that. And by the way, guys, Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. Yes, let's make that clear. Like, even if some of us don't want to be a part of the U.S., but hey. <laughs> it is that, so like, let's just be very clear on that. But um, what did your personal spiritual journey look like? Well, you know, like any typical, um, I want to say Latina, not even just uh, Puerto Rican, but any typical Latina, um, you know, that your parents try to push you into to be, you know, Catholic. And I did my communion. My mom was never, um, growing up, she never was somebody who was, like, adamant about going to church all the time, but she wanted to, you know, push that into her kids' life. And she's always been a firm believer um, about, you know, God, but she wasn't somebody, like I said, who every Sunday we went to church, you know, um, but she did want to push being baptized, you know, having your, your um, communion, your confirmation. And I remember when it was time for me to do my confirmation, every time I would go to church, I just felt like everything that I can do, I can go to hell. Like, I, it just felt so much pressure to me as a little kid. Like, I was like, oh, my God, if I do anything wrong, like, that's it for me. And it really used to mess with me. And when I started doing my confirmation and, and going to the classes, you have to go to school or whatever. And um, I remember telling my mom, it was, like, right before it was time to, like, do the confirmation. I already had, um, I don't even remember the terms, but, you know, I, I was a altar girl. That's what it was. I, I did my altar girl thing. You have to do that before your confirmation. I did all that. And I was just like, I'm not with this religion. It's so stiff. I don't believe in the things that they're saying. It seems so, like, outdated, you know, and what what the preacher is saying, I can't even relate to. And all I keep thinking is, again, I'm going to hell. Like, every anything that I do wrong, that's it. So I ended up telling my mom, like, listen, I don't really believe in this. I don't want to do my confirmation because it's not what I feel comfortable with. My heart is telling me that this isn't for me. Um. And in the meantime, I also grew up with my mom doing, like, santeria practices. So she would always, like, bathe in um, white roses with milk and um, her perfume. And, you know, she had – we had somebody at, at the house that at that time of my life that was helping us. Um, she was Colombian, and she was helping us, you know, just kind of get by day by day. At that time, my mom had divorced my dad. And so she started doing practices in the house that kind of later on, I, as I look back, pushed me to taking the, the path that I did take religiously. So, you know, I, I grew up with those kind of things. And that, to me, felt more um, in tune with who I was. It was something about, like, the earth being the practice and using elements of the earth that made me feel like, okay, I get this. Like, this is, this is my people, you know? And, um, you know, so I grew from that. So from, from trying, you know, doing the whole Catholic thing and my mom, like being like, okay, you know, like I want you to be comfortable in, in what you choose. Um, I landed up then 
finding a really cool church in Fort Lauderdale, and I started to do, and I, I started practicing Christianity, which to me I felt more connected. It was fun. Um, the the pastor he was really good about relating to actual things that are happening now in this day and age and bringing them back to like the Bible scripture. So it was easier for me to understand and, you know, it was just like, I liked it so much better. I was able to dress how I wanted to dress when I went to church, you know, like I was able to be me and not have to like live this facade every Sunday or whenever I did want to go to church for, you know, God, because I feel like God sees me every day. Why do I have to dress a certain way, you know, on this day? So, Christianity was really cool, um, but I think that it still, there was always something missing. And I think that the more that I traveled, I kept on trying to find what was missing because I always believed in God and I always believed in um, the spiritual, the spirit world. And I, at one point when I moved to LA, I started to get into crystal healing. And I think crystal healing opened that door for me and doing like tarot card readings. And I, I had, I was hanging out with a few girls at the time who were, you know, witches. You know, they they were white witches, and um, they would, I would practice rituals with them and and everything. And um, I started like playing with like a pendulum and getting into that, diving into that world, and that brought me back into the things that my mom was doing when I was growing up, and like this, it made me remember when how this, my mom used to put um, glass glasses with water underneath our bed and it was to drain out the bad thoughts from your head while while, from your head while you're sleeping from your dreams so all those kinds of things it kind of made me like okay I'm remembering this now because of the crystal healing and the tarot card reading there was something familiar about it and it made me dive back into my childhood which then led me um to Santaria um and once I went to Cuba I went to Cuba on like a eat, pray, love trip. I was going through a lot at the time, went through a bad breakup um, and, you know, just going through a lot of tra- traumatic stuff. And I was by myself on the West Coast because all my family's on the East Coast. So I felt really lonely. And I was like, you know, it's t- I need to heal. Like I was partying too much. I was in my, my 20s and I was partying too much. And all the liquor and partying finally caught up to me and the pain that I had in my heart and things that I felt that were unhealed that were holding me back from really reaching my, my true potential in life. So I ended up going to Cuba and I met this guy. He had elekis on, which are the bees that you wear in Santaria, and I was like, oh, you know, and I speak very Spanglish, <laughs> but so I, every now and then I'm really lucky when I travel to the Caribbean where I can meet somebody that I can speak my Spanglish and they understand English perfectly and, and I can speak to my Spanglish and we can communicate great because that's how I grew up with my grandmother. She didn't speak any English, but I would talk, talk to her in English and, and she would understand me and I would understand her. We just both couldn't do it fluently, reverse on the reverse, you know? Yeah. Um, so I went to Cuba and I saw this guy. He had the leggies on. And I was like telling him, you know, I'm interested in seeing, you know, um, a, 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 I want to go and see, I want to learn more about Santeria. And I know that this is the place to do it. And he's like, really? Okay, I'm going to take it to my, my padrino. So I landed up going with him. And we were in the middle of Cuba. And I landed up getting a whole cleansing. And it was very in-depth. And, um, we did a whole ritual. It, was, it took three days to do. And that was my introduction into Santaria. And now that is really what I fully immerse myself in religiously. 
that is a beautiful story. And it's so funny because I will um, speak, whether it's speaking to my wife who's from Mexico or speaking to friends who are from different Latin American countries, there's always that, you know, growing up, we were very, very Catholic. Yeah. There was always something else on the side that was going on. Right. So like, you know, it took a minute to realize that that was not what other people were doing that were Catholic, but it's still yep. there. And it was like that was, you know, that connection, the cultural connection that stayed that couldn't be taken away from colonization. You know, and that's, that's the main thing is that the reason why our, you know, our people started to do Catholicism is because of the fact that we had to hide our real statues. I mean, even when you start to dig into Santeria, we, you know, we praise our, our these statues that are of our, you know, the, whoever your father is um, and whoever, you know, your mother is, whoever you're crowned from. And they, they look just like the if you look at a, a Guadalupe statue or, you know, a, a Jesus statue in somebody's house, it's the same thing. And you create these altars, which is very similar to what it is, you know, practicing Catholicism. And I feel like um, the more that you I, – I, I am. I wake in my brain and I dig through history. You see that it is the colonizer who forced us to have these religions that don't even identify with who we are. And I think that was the biggest thing too, right? It's because I'm like, you know, I believe in Jesus. Don't get me wrong. Like a thousand percent, I believe in Jesus. I believe that that is a real story. I believe that he looks exactly how he looks. I believe that he is the savior of his people. But my people ain't Jewish. So why am I praising this man that looks nothing like me? Not at all. Whether you want to compare him to my colonizers, which are the Spaniards as a Puerto Rican woman, or if you want to compare him to our African race, or if you want to compare him to our indigenous people, the Taino, regardless, he don't look like me. So he ain't my Jesus. He's definitely people's Jesus. He's just not my Jesus. Now, God... I believe in God. I believe that there is a bigger power, bigger than anything. I think that there is a power that he created. You know, I'm a daughter of Shango. So I think that he is, he created Shango. He created Ilegua. He created, um, you know, even the, the goddesses and the Orishas from other religions. He created all that. That's God. And, and yeah, Jesus is a, a son of God, but so is Shango and Ilegua and Osun, you know, like, I think that they're all of God, this higher power. But I think that the people who I praise in Santeria, those are, those are my Jesuses, if that makes any sense, you know, like, yep. so I think that's where it separates. I think that he's like the higher power, and then these are all his kids, and we all, they, and all his kids represent different races. No, that makes sense to me. And for any of the listeners who do not know what Santeria is, Santeria is a religion that actually came, it is one of a group of religions that came from the African slave trade. It is descendant of the Yoruban tradition. And when, well, Africans were enslaved, what ended up happening is rather than not believe in the the our religions anymore, what happened is that we were going to get persecuted for believing in whatever we believed in, for practicing what we practiced. So that's how Santeria, that's how Candolumbe, that's how voodoo came up. It was literally the um, combination 
and synchronization of Catholicism with traditional spiritual practices so that we could still practice without being persecuted. Exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, Santaria, especially once you say it next to voodoo, both of those practices, they get a bad rap, you know, but I think what I always try to tell people to focus on is that every religion has people who practice it right and people who practice it wrong. You know, like if you think about, um, you know, a lot of these pastors that are in these big multi-million dollar churches, they're, you know, molesting our kids, you know, and we're thinking that our kids are getting closer to them to learn more and to, to, to get this wisdom, but really they're being mentally and physically abused. And that is something that is very big in those religions, in Christianity as well as, you know, the Catholics. So every, in every religion there is a way to practice it right and practice it wrong. Even if you think about right now what's going on, I mean, race has always been an issue in our country, but right now you have these hillbillies, you know, um, I think that ignorance is in every single race. And I think right now we're finally seeing the ignorance at the forefront when it comes to certain Caucasian groups, especially those Caucasian groups of poverty, like the hillbillies, you know, kind of people. And we're seeing um, that these people are God-fearing men and women. That's what they, that's what they pledge to. And they, they are sitting here going to our capital, you know, destroying our capital, killing our, our blacks, killing our Latinos, killing our um, Asian community right now. The shooting that just happened in Atlanta is so disturbing and disgusting to me, and it, it hurts my heart so much that people can be as ignorant as they are to think that just because COVID started in, in China, which we don't even really know. We all know America is very sneaky. So we all know that America pays a lot of these factories and these labs in these other countries to create things for them, you know? So, you know, that's a whole other subject, but yeah, the ignorance for them to go ahead and think that every Asian person now has COVID and it's spreading COVID. So now you want to start shooting Asian people is just like, okay, at what point do we start saying that the, the real killer here is, uh, is, from history, if you take it down to history and how colonization happened, unfortunately, it has to do with the Caucasians constantly trying to control us and murder us and, and fearing us. When we're just out here trying to live our happy lives and, and practice the religions that are from our roots, you know, um, and I think that's another reason why I stand firm and strong into Santaria and showing people that there are two sides to every religion. There are two sides to every walk of life. And, you know, you get to choose. Do you, do you want to practice things in a positive way and shine a light on humanity as a whole? Do you want to love people? Do you want to love yourself? Do you want to love earth and mother nature and, and what God has given us this, this beautiful planet? That is, there's always something new to discover. You know, nobody has discovered the full potential of this planet and everything that's in this planet. And that right there is a beautiful thing, you know. Um, and it's like, do you want to go on that path or do you want to take your religion and make it seem, you know, like you are this, this God-fearing person and this loving person, but you only love what you want to love. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. God, yeah. It says that, you know, God doesn't judge. So, you know, every religion has it has its good and its bad. Um, and, and, yes, there there are rituals that are in Santeria that do sacrifice animals. But 
to me, the the sacrificing is just the same that we sacrifice animals to eat them for our, to, you know, for protein. It's the same the same difference. It's just that people look at it in more of a negative light. Um, and I personally, you know, I, I don't on on a regular day sacrifice animals. When I went to Cuba, the ritual that they did to me, the cleansing ritual, they do use birds, and it's not done in. Um, it's not done in, like, a physically harming way. It's all so spiritual, and even me just, like, having this conversation with you right now, I, I, I automatically am picturing, you know, how it, how it happened and everything. And literally it was like, you know, the bird passed out, and, um, and it was from the spiritual energies that have the negative energies that were weighing on me and that they was t- being taken out of me and went into this bird and the bird took that energy off of me. And, you know, I think some people listening to this can be like, wait, what? Like, and because it sounds so magical, but it is. And and when you really think and you, you, when you think about it and when you really look at what religion is in the same way that, you know, Baptist people, when they, they get this Holy Spirit and they start speaking in tongues, there is a, a magic in that. You know, there is, there is a spiritual energy that is beyond us um, that seems magical to us because we haven't fully reached that potential to tap into it every single day. And so for me, practicing Santeria, that's what it is for me. It's that earth connection that when you're you're connecting with the earth and you're seeing what the earth is doing for you by praising the earth and by praising my arishas, that's what it is for me. Santaria is that connection that when I when I'm praying to my altar and I'm looking at Sango and he's this African man and I'm like, okay, he looks more like my people, you know, than Jesus does, and it feels good to my soul. It feels like okay, you know, and and you know, I, I'm not knocking any religion at all. But for me personally and for my healing journey, when I started practicing Santaria and I started kneeling on my knees and praising Sango and giving him offerings of fruits and, you know, Sango is also into like spicy food. So, I, you know, I'll put jalapeno peppers or, um, you know, scotch bonnet peppers on my altar sometimes. He also does cigars. So sometimes I'll just get a fresh cigar. Um, fruits, I put fruits there or a meal. Sometimes when I, like, I'll cook a Puerto Rican meal and I'll leave a little plate on the altar. Um, these are all different forms of off, of offerings. And then, of course, there's money. Like, you could, you know, leave money, um, which is also, you know, very in comparison to, um, like, uh, Buddhism. They always leave money, you know. Um, and I, I can't, in like, Hinduism as well, they also do that. Um, so, you know, leaving money. And I got to tell you, me praying to my Orisha and praying to Sango and me giving him my offerings and being on my knees and begging, you know, for certain things in my life, I have gotten every single one of those things. I can't say when I was praising, you know, Jesus and I was praying and doing those long prayers that you got to memorize, <laughs> I, I wasn't getting the gift that I, I was getting now, you know. And so I think that every religion benefits the the person in the way that it should, and I think that, um, you know, we're all right for believing in what we believe in, but I think that certain Orishas are for certain people. So if Jesus is your quote-unquote Orisha, then baby girl, keep praying to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, my aunt is, um, you know, heavy into Catholicism, and that is my nun. Like, I literally call her my nun. She is very asexual. Like, she's only had the sex with one man in her life, and that was probably when she was 18, you know, and um, and I love her for who she is. I love that she prays for me, and I'm always like, yes, Cece, pray for me. Whenever I have a new project that I'm trying to get, Cece, pray for me. I don't knock religion. Whoever you believe in is your is your savior and is the person who, you know, you're putting your troubles to and you're asking to guide you through this journey of life. That is your person. And, you know, that is the person who should, whoever is helping you is who you should, you know, continue to pray to. And I think that it's a beautiful thing that we all have these different religions and we all have these different spiritual beings that are guiding us through this journey of life. You know, um, and so, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't knock any religion. I just know that Santeria is for me. And I think that every time I, I do a ritual or every time um, I'm learning something new or I meet a friend who she's also practicing it and she teaches me something new and there's everything, every practice is all about elements of the earth. And that's what, again, makes me more and more connected to the religion. That is beautiful. And actually, to your point, the entire reason this podcast exists, as all of the listeners know, is to open the gates to spirituality because everyone's spiritual path is just that. It is their own. And so for each person listening to this, whether you, no matter what your spiritual practices are or if you don't even have them yet, develop, remember that there is no wrong way and there is no right way to practice. It is only what is wrong for you or what is right for you. As long as you're not hurting anyone or doing harm to anyone. And even with that, I will say if someone, you know, is harming you or something like that, protecting yourself is very different from just wanting to fuck shit up. Let's be very clear on that. Now, I know that we've gotten to talk about your, actually wonderfully that segue went into your spiritual journey and then into what your traditional practices are. Now, since you are an artist, do you think, and I will say, when I ask about the non-traditional spiritual practices, I ask that in a way that it's like, what are the things that other people might not think are spiritual practices? Because what it is to you, for you, you'll be like, yeah, that's traditional for me. That's, that's my spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. But what are those practices for you that someone might sit there and be like, well, that's not a religious practice hmm. or spiritual practice. Like, do you find that when you are painting your murals and you are doing your artwork, does that connect you to spirit or? Well, I'll tell you one thing um, when it comes to my mural. So every wall that I get before I start painting it, I um I throw agua de Florida on it and I burn sage and um or Palo Santo and I pray to my ancestors and I and I I'm, I I show gratitude for this opportunity. So that is something that a spiritual practice that I do at home. Um I, I constantly cleanse my house and I now bring it to my mural. You know, it's so important for us to show gratitude and constantly be thankful for the opportunities that we have and understanding that, yeah, it, it also is your, it's your leg work. You got to, you got to, uh, you know, have the hustle and the drive to get this, these things. But there also is the spiritual sense where it's like, 
your ancestors are up there also helping you get that, pushing you, you know, and opening these doors for you. And, you know, my grandmother recently died, and so I feel like ever since she died, I've been getting, like, a lot of big opportunities really quick. And I'm like, man, I know my grandma's up there working for me. You know, like, I know she's, she's making everything happen for me, and I could just – my grandma was a big domino player, so I feel like every time – she opens a new mural wall for me or, you know, gives me a new opportunity. She's probably like, copy, cool, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, that is a, a practice that I started to bring into my, my artwork is, uh, you know, um, every wall that I get, cleansing it and um, asking for gratitude. And whoever is helping me, I have an official assistant now um, named Andrea, and he's Colombian. And so he understands, you know, the world of Santeria, um, enough. And when I pray, it's not just me showing gratitude for myself when I get these walls. It's protecting my team, bring more, bring cool people, cool volunteers to help me out with this project and open doors for them so that they too can have financial freedom. So when I pray on these walls, it's not just about me. None of these murals that I'm doing is, is about me. And it goes back to what I said in the beginning of this conversation spirituality has allowed me to open doors um, for myself to then open doors for society as a whole. So if, if I can, you know, pray for, for the people that come on my team to help me, to help open doors for them or to teach them the skills that I have or the hustle or the drive that I have to push them, um, I mean, that all goes back to spirituality, right? Because you have to also have healed yourself and have pure intentions and be a humble person to be able to pass blessings on to another person and to be able to have it in you to say, you know, I, you know, Sango, please watch over everybody who's on, who's going to help me paint this mural because this mural is about all of us. Yes, it's my artwork. Yes, this is my name on this project. But I hope that this pushes each and one and every person who has a, lays a brushstroke on this wall it pushes them to get where I'm at right now or surpass me. That's beautiful. That, that alone is a, a spiritual power that you have to have, you know? Yeah. That, no, that really is. There is something about, actually, I, we always talk about with my family, like, your wounds are showing or someone's wounds are showing. And yeah. it's literally that when you want to limit someone else or there's that envy that, you know, well, I don't want this person to have that. And it's like, you know, sweetie, it's not a competition. Life is not a competition. There's more than enough abundance on this earth for every single person to have it and more. You just have to know it's there because when you're coming from a place of scarcity, when you're coming from a place of envy, when you're coming from these lower emotions, that's when all you see are walls, and not in the type of walls that you paint, but walls as in yep. yep, that's a thousand percent true. I mean, even so, you know, it comes to surrounding yourself around the right people, you know, because I'm a firm believer in, in show me who your friends are, and I'll show you who you are, because the energy of of people washes off it it goes on you whether you like to believe it or not it does and the things that people do even if you're against certain things eventually it's going to start playing a role in your life and sometimes it's so seamless 
that you don't even know that all of a sudden now you're doing things like this other person who is, you know, living a negative life. Um, so I, and then there's other times where you meet people who their drive is so much bigger that they're, they, they have surpassed you on so many levels and it pushes you to want more. And that's kind of, I think, have, has always been my thing, um, is I've always tried to surround myself around people who are doing way more than I am so that I constantly, and like, I have, it's a lead by example. That makes sense. That I, I completely understand that because it's like when, well, they always say, and, you know, I've read this in several books. I'm a bookworm. Um, so, um, where it's like, you know, the five people you surround yourself with are the people that you are most like. And so, you know, um, and this even goes into that spirit, like that non-traditional spiritual practice, quote unquote, non-traditional, um, where it's like, okay, so are you hanging out with people who are nurturing your growth and encouraging it, whether they are, you know, doing more or whether they're not, are they helping you water the seeds of your life so that you can then, you know, pick the fruits of abundance or, are they the, you know, pouring soda on it or alcohol on it to cause those seeds to not even be able to sprout? Exactly. Now, typically I do post the spiritual playlist on the blog, and I know that on your website you have, or, well, on your Instagram, you have a playlist. Is that your spiritual playlist? Um, I have a few different playlists, Um on there. I don't think I've actually made an official spiritual playlist because I think that would um it it definitely would have way more of the the Cuban Santaria music that I listen to or I probably would have a few songs from Celia's album that she did um honoring the Orisa a beautiful album. So Homenaje yes. Los Santos is a wonderful album. Yep. So- out, guys, and actually, I'm going to post that on the blog. Yep, so that would definitely be one of them. And then I definitely would have Hector Lavoe Aguanile because that right there is a classic. And, and you know, I think I was just recently was watching the movie, um, his movie, and revisiting it again. And, you know, he he uh, started practicing Santaria, and then that's when he, he came up with the song Aguanile. So that would definitely um, be one of the songs that I would add on there. And um, hmm, what else would I add? And I would I, I have to dig deep, and I'll I'll send you a, a playlist. I'll send you a, tra- a track list over. Um, but I know that those are some of the ones that I that those are like my go tos, especially when I'm doing my um, my rituals like that. Los Santos album is. My my goat. That's like the number one go to album for me. Yes, actually that album. Um, so if any of you guys have live in Charlotte and have been to Curio Craft and Conjure, you have heard songs from that album, especially if you come in early, because that is the album that I will use. Especially Saludo a Elegua is the song mm-hmm. that I will cleanse the store to. Um, you will hear it, and if any of the songs from that album come on, they will not be skipped because that's just disrespect to both Celia and the Orishas. But uh, thank you so much, Art Addict, for just agreeing to speak with me and have this conversation. I 
remember, like I, you posted something, actually, congratulations on your engagement, and I think that's the exact post it was. Thank you. Where I was like, you know what? I need her on the podcast because I know this is going to be just this beautiful conversation and also having the first artist on the podcast um, who, you know, I can sit there and go to someone, hey, go check out that mural. It's like right across the street. Go look at it and then buy her art. Yes. Um, and so I will say, guys, check out Art Addict's artwork. And it is not A-R-T. It is A-R-R-R-T. Addict. Yes, and, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one even better. Um, you know, I have tons of artwork that is all about healing, and um, I have one poster print that I can think off the top of my head that says "Healing looks good on you," and then I have another one um, that says "Be the energy that you want to attract." And I would love to get those posters in your store. So then, you know, it, it's when you're also having this podcast and you're broadcasting this podcast. And you're saying go go check out her art. They could also check it out in your shop. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll reach yeah. out to you on that one. Got to make that happen. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to the Curio Curandera podcast. If you would like to check out the spiritual playlist, it will be available on curiocurandera.com. And if you guys are enjoying listening to this podcast and would like to see it grow, please donate to support that growth. You can donate directly on the podcast page on Anchor. And I am grateful for each and every one of you who continue to listen. Remember, follow your path. And Art Addict, is there anything you would like to say before we end this call? Um, I, I think that the biggest thing that I want to say is because I know that there's so many different people that are listening to this is um, do not judge other people's practices and first try to understand the practices and dig deep into the roots of the practice and your spiritual journey is, is yours, and, and it's yours to hold dearly and love. And if, even if you choose to practice something that maybe a lot of people, you know, put their nose up to, again, stick to your journey and follow your heart. And whatever your heart, wherever your heart is guiding you, that is going to be the religious practice for you. And you'll, you'll start reaping the benefits. And when the benefits and the gifts come and you're blessed, you show gratitude, and you'll keep on getting blessed more, and you'll know that you're on the right path. So just follow your heart. That is beautiful. And, again, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Absolutely. Thank you. This was awesome. Awesome. Bye. Bye.